Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. Uh, it is uh, Friday, August 2nd, uh, 2019, and we just got back from seeing the Chicago Dogs uh, taking on the St. Saint Paul Saints, uh, Jack. Um, before we get into that, uh, it's uh, episode uh, number 52, the CC Sabathia episode. Yeah, Jeremy, CC Sabathia was, will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, he was a two-month rental by the Brewers uh, in 2008 and helped them make their first playoff appearance in 26 years. Uh, they did not make the playoffs from 1982 all the way to 2008. So, uh, Jeremy, his stats from his time with the Brewers, uh, he was 11-2 and with a 1.65 ERA in 17 starts. Remarkably, seven complete games and three complete game shutouts. Uh, yeah. Sometime it might be fun. I mean, just mahogany, Jeremy. Just across the board, those numbers give me mahogany. But I think it would be <laughs> funny. It or, no, it, it would be a good a good idea for an episode sometime for us to do uh, uh, an episode of like the best uh, two month rentals ever. And uh, I, yeah. I would be hard pressed to think of a guy who was a better two month rental than CC Sabathia that year. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Jack, you said that um, you know we hadn't done too many former Brewers, and it took me a second to remember that 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 all happened. Uh, because uh, it was so quick, I think. But yeah. but I remember, you know, when it did happen, it was pretty, um, it was pretty remarkable. I will say, in two thousand eight, I think like I was purely focused on the Cubs yes. uh, that year because they also had a good team that year. Mm-hmm. Did absolutely uh, jack shit in the playoffs. <laughs> um, but so did uh, the Brewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, yeah that would that's a good question. I don't know who who. who did a better, you know, Jim Edmonds for the Cubs. Or something. Yeah. He, well, he contributed to some. Actually, stuff. when the Brewers made the uh, the 2008 playoffs that year, uh, they did so on the last day of the season versus the Cubs. Do you remember that game? It was played in oh, Miller man. Park. Ryan Braun hit a big dramatic home run in like the eighth inning, and Sabathia pitched a complete game uh, in that game. It was like the last game of the season. Okay. Now, what I really remember about that game is that Sabathia, when he got the last out. He just uh, like slapped his hand on his glove and he said, "Fuck yeah!" Like you could just you could hear you could see it. On, yeah. There was like no question about what he said. Yeah. In today's era of like guys like putting their glove over their you know over their face sure. to cover their swears, like that was just like a completely uncensored moment of joy. He was probably happy because he knew he just got himself a big free agent contract somewhere yeah. after the season was done. But uh, you know, good for CC Sabathia. The city, the city needed it. The city needed the Brewers to like just make the playoffs because it had been so long. So good for him. He'll always have a special place in my heart. Borderline uh, Hall of Fame case, probably. But he's, yeah. he, you know, he's holds a special place in my heart. He, he's the active wins leader, I think. Yeah, two hundred and fifty-one. Uh, yeah. with a three seventy-three career ERA uh, yeah. in in a tough. He's played in a tough division too. Is the last you know ten years of his career. So yeah, right, right, right. We'll see. Uh, in in today's Hall of Fame voting, he's probably going to get in. But yeah, uh, we have a game to talk about, Jeremy. Yeah, and a new a new uh, change of scenery for yeah. us. Um, yeah. heading out to the Chicago Dogs. So the Chicago Dogs are in, are independent baseball from the American Association of Independent Baseball, is the league. That they play in, uh, mm-hmm. it's a very 
classy name for a league, I would say. Yeah, well, uh, it features the St. Paul Saints, who we saw tonight, who are one of the oldest and most famous uh, uh, independent franchises out there. Yeah, I for think. sure. Um, uh, yeah, Bill Murray uh, had tied ties to the uh, franchise. I believe he was like part owner or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the Vex uh, maybe had had the like Bill Vex uh, or his son. I think his son like had something to do with St. Paul. He might have been the other co-owner of that team, but they they've had a storied. Uh, History as a as a baseball team, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and you know, this is one of the first times, Jeremy, that uh, like both you and I, um, or had never been to the stadium we'd been going to yeah. in this podcast. So yeah, this was a new true. thing for both of us. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, so it was it was it was cool, cool experience. Um, Jack, the city, the, the this weekend is like the city is buzzing. Uh, downtown Lollapalooza is going on. Yeah, uh, there's like you know hundreds of thousands of scantily clad teenagers um, hanging out uh, at, at the park. Yeah. And we decided to head the opposite way uh-huh. uh, all the way up uh, northwest uh, out of the city to Rosemont, Illinois for the Chicago Dogs. Yeah. You know, Jeremy, as I was sitting at that Dogs game, I was kind of thinking like, you know, are all the people at this game like disappointed that they're not at Lala? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so, yeah, it, there was Lala going on. There was also a uh, baseball card convention going on at the Rosemont Convention Center. Yeah, the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center, um, where I had my senior prom. Uh, oh, you uh, had Jack. your senior prom at this convention center? Not not like in the actual convention center, yeah. but in one of the like halls okay. at that uh, you know at that hotel or whatever, which is connected to the thing. Just sure, whatever, all, yeah. all the way over there. But um, th- it's it's the baseball card convention, the National Sports Card uh, Show. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was a sports card convention. Um, so it's a big deal. Like all, like people nationwide, uh, worldwide are coming down to this, this card show. It's like, it happens once a year and they, they move around to different cities in the, in the Midwest basically. And, um, it's in Chicago this year. So, uh, so that's a big deal. Um, and that was, that was happening a stone's throw from the Chicago dogs game. Uh, still not really anyone from, (laughs) from the convention was at the game either. Um, but uh, but yeah so so in order to get there so like like we said it's 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 outside of the city just barely uh, Rosemont is like connected to it's like it's it borders uh, Chicago but uh, we took uh, the train to get out there the uh, the CTA the, uh, the 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 L train the blue line yeah the blue line specifically um, whereas we take the red line to get to uh, White Sox games or Cubs games even but you take the blue line to get out there and um, yeah so we we got out there I was coming from work Jack I was meeting you out there we ended up meeting at Rosemont and so we got down uh, we, we we got off the train and went down and there's supposed to be like this shuttle that goes to all like the hot spots in Rosemont and like they have their this whole like entertainment district and the stadium is like right over there impact field we should say um uh, I don't even know what that is. Is Impact a, a, a company? Yeah, it is. I don't know what though. It's like either computer okay. software or yeah. like. It's a, actually, it's a, you know what? It's a better name than Guaranteed Rate Field. Oh, well, like, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's a it's a it's a noun or it's like a yeah. It's a word that can be like. You know, it's 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 not clearly about like mortgages or whatever. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So um, so we um, we were waiting. Like, there's a shuttle that goes around, and um, <clears throat> I got a tip from a from a friend, from a listener, uh, Kevin. Um, 
who goes to a lot of Chicago Dogs games, that the the shuttle service was a little has been a little spotty this year, more so than last year. We should also mention that this is the second year that the Chicago Dogs have been in existence. Yeah. Um. So uh, we didn't we didn't get to make it to uh, their the inaugural year, but um, but yeah. So so this the shuttle was a little spotty. So he said be prepared to be prepared to walk or to take a, a lift or an Uber, and we ended up opting for the Uber. Yeah, it, it didn't really, the vibe Jeremy and I were getting was that there wasn't really a shuttle bus in sight. Yeah, and we didn't have time to spare, really. No, like, we It was didn't. like 6.25 yeah, or something. E- even taking the Uber, we kind of just barely got there on time. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, uh, But we did get in an Uber, uh, the guy. Um, so it, it's like a bus terminal, basically, where we were, like, where we were. So, like, he couldn't, like, drive into the bus terminal. So, like, we saw him pull up in the distance, and, like, he called me, and we started walking to this car, and he's like, are you the guy with the Cubs hat on? And uh, and I was like wearing my uh, baby cakes hat again. So I don't know why he like said that. He might have even said Cubs jersey, which I'm wearing like a blue T-shirt. Yeah. Um. But uh, but anyway, we'll see. We'll know why uh, in, a, in a second why he can't, can't couldn't identify it one piece of like maybe he just sees the color blue and he thinks that it's Cubs or something. But. Um, we get in the car, and this is why I said this too. We get in the car, and uh, he starts driving us. And like honestly, we didn't know exactly how far it was, but it was like it was very close. It was, it was very one, close. It was one of those things where like um, it seems kind of silly to take an Uber there unless you're like some spoiled kid or something. Yeah. But uh, so we drive by. We're, so we're we're in the back of the car, and like you know, it's always awkward. Like, do you make small talk with these guys? Uh, do you not? Especially since it's like a car share service, like and not a taxi or whatever. Um, but, uh, so we were literally going like, we were in the car for like less than 10 minutes, I feel maybe just about 10 minutes. And, uh, we drive by the convention center where this baseball thing is happening. And, uh, I'm just making small talk with a guy and I go like, uh, oh, uh, Hey, uh, there's a big convention going on here. A big baseball card convention. And that's all I said. Yeah. Jack, what did he say? He said, eh, I, I, I don't like baseball. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, Yeah. I don't like baseball. It's like he said it like in like a kind of like a weird like trying trying. I don't. It was weird. I don't. I don't. Well, Jeremy, uh, before that, before that even happened, yeah. you uh, you told him you said we're going to Impact Field. And he oh said, yeah, right. I don't know where that is. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. like. I mean, you'd think that, like, uh, I don't really know how Uber drivers do it as far as, like, what territory they usually operate in. Yeah. But you would think that, like, if this guy was kind of driving around Rosemont in the airport, probably trying to get fares like that, like, he would have at least passed Impact Field, like, one time. Yeah. Uh, So, like, yeah, I was a little bit uh, flummoxed that, like, the guy didn't even know where Impact Field was. It had the vibe of, like, someone trying to, like, playing coy, like, to try to be cool, like, like, oh, I don't know anything about uh, that, you know, about Impact field or baseball card so I, I don't know but it's like he's a fucking uber driver like and he was like an older guy too. he was like in his like 50s maybe or something yeah like he's not well, he, he's in no position to be trying to like impress us with like how aloof he is to like baseball and baseball related things yeah like, really him and his fucking voodoo child that was yeah right yeah he's fucking listening yeah. like stevie ray vaughn or some shit and like yeah yeah so yeah it's like okay man i get it you're you're cool you're you're in a rock not not baseball so okay, yeah that's fine um so anyway so the guy gets us there he drops us off and um uh yeah we we, we got let off and we walked up to the stadium and jack i felt like um uh like 
judging by the line to get into the stadium, I was like, we might have a sellout on our hands or something. Yeah, there was there was a huge line to get into the stadium, and it, it reminded me at first, Jeremy, of the scene when we went to the uh, King County game last mm-hmm. year, where it seemed like it was super crowded, and there were yeah. going to be like eight thousand people there. We should also mention that we uh, we we had an op- we had to go buy tickets at the box office, and right. we had an option of like whatever tickets we wanted to buy. We went, we ended up doing the cheapest, which was bleachers for like nine dollars. Jeremy, yeah. were ble- our bleacher seats were those considered those seats that were behind the right field fence? Yeah, yeah, they Jesus. were. Because the tickets were not super cheap here. They were like, no. for the best ones, which I assume were behind home plate, yeah. they were like $25. Yeah. I would assume the box seats, the seats we were like sitting in, were like 16 and then yeah. it was like 25 16 and then 9 uh, There was um, a $12 tier Okay, also. maybe we were in like the $12 one. Maybe because we were a little further out. But that's that's as expensive as any minor league game. Yeah, um, for sure. The $25 seats are more expensive than any minor league game. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was not as cheap as I had expected it to be. Yeah, no, I, I, I had looked up prices last year and I was like, this this is they're asking a fair amount of, of money for, for independent baseball tickets. Yeah. But uh, uh-huh. surely capitalizing on the Chicago market. I would also say, yeah, this was an observation that we had. It's like, it seemed like just by like the sheer amount of people and like how much dogs gear that everyone was wearing, yeah. like everyone had like a t-shirt or a hat or yeah. whatever. It seemed like it, we were in like a small town that was like starving for some sort of like sports team to like rally around. Yeah. But we were in Chicago. We were like just, you know, yeah, I mean, of Chicago. you would have thought we were in Omaha or yeah, something yeah, where, exactly. where, you know, they draw like 18,000 people to Creighton basketball games because there's no other sports to watch there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it was it was very uh, it was very bizarre. Yeah. So as we as we got in, um, we, we were we would come to find out that like everyone who was going into the uh, who was going to the game was currently in line waiting to get in yeah Jeremy so, there must have been what maybe a thousand people there 1500 maybe and the whole stadium I mean there was probably I would say there's I think there was a little more than that I was because, gonna say maybe 2,000 at the most because it's it seems like there were people not ever sitting ever down sitting in down seats. they were kind of just milling around yeah they were behind us the whole time which we'll yeah. get into yeah um, but uh, so we, we started going in and um, one of the first things that happened, Jack, was again. So I'm coming from the uh, from from work, and I have my backpack, and I have a water bottle, and uh, instead of like everyone's got a backpack, everyone's got a bag, everyone's got, it wasn't that guy, but this guy checked my bag, and like he checked my water bottle. He's like, "Is this empty?" He actually didn't check it. He just said, "Is this empty?" I'm like, "Yeah, it is empty." And then he's checking my bag, and he picks up the water bottle, and he, he kind of shakes it, and he's like. He looks at it for a second, then he actually picks it up out of my bag and kind of starts shaking it. And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay, it's heavy. It's just heavy." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a little heavy." And he's like, "Oh man, yeah, this it's this this is heavy." He's like, "You could hit someone with this. You could actually like." He's like, "You could actually hit someone. You know, it's like, hey, come on, man!" And then he like sw- he like pantomimed like swinging and hitting someone like clubbing someone over the head with it. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't. It's like I didn't know what to say. Like it was almost like a, t- a test or something. I, I like, yeah, you know, because I could have said like, yeah, if anyone uh, gets out of line or something, I'll, I'll use it or something. But it's like then he would have like kicked me out or something. So I'm like, eh. and I was gonna say like, I was gonna say like, oh well, yeah, not here though, right? Not here. But I'm like, I, I, all I said was like. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know what to say. It was just weird, and so that probably made me more suspicious. It was just weird. I'm like, it was, it was odd that the security guard was giving me suggestions on how to, 
use my water bottle as a weapon. Yeah. So that was one of the first things odd that struck me. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jeremy, you got to be careful about bringing that bottle into other parks now, I guess. Yeah, I um, guess, yeah. I mean, Jesus. That, that is quite, that's quite a leap to take, though. It was um, odd. Yeah. It was odd. Uh, certainly not the first thing you would think of, uh, you know, when you saw a water bottle. But we, 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 get, we get in the stadium, and uh, they're giving away um, uh, bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't get one, Jeremy. No, and we didn't. What it, what, so it was, it was the mascot bobblehead, right? Yeah, the uh, mascot uh, Squeeze. It was Squeeze. Uh, so Squeeze, let's, let us describe Squeeze to you. Yeah. So Squeeze basically is a yellow version of Southpaw with, like, a mustard... Uh, cap of a mustard bottle on top of his head. Yeah, yes, he has a he's he's a like lovable like furry creature with a like plastic molded cat, uh, like mustard squeeze like receptacle like on the top of his head basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, both disturbing and, and gross. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, but like that squeeze and that was a bobblehead. And um, I mean, quite honestly, I didn't really care. If, if we got one or not, and right. this is coming from a guy who collects bobbleheads. Yeah, I'm not so big into the the like caricature caricature bobbleheads. Yeah, it, it's a player. It's nothing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we, but they were handing out tickets, and like we, I feel like we just missed it because I feel like people who came in next to us went up and got their bobbleheads or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like so, we didn't get any. I asked the guy like, "How you got one?" He's like, "Yeah, you just had to get a ticket." And um, I saw people walking with like some people with like ten bobbleheads. Yeah, and it's like I. You know, I've 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 been involved in the bobblehead resale game or the bobblehead flipping game. I don't know who's buying these uh, squeeze Chicago dogs bobbleheads, but um, I, I wish them luck for unloading the you know <laughs> those ten bobbleheads. But uh, you yeah, know, I yeah, it's it seemed pretty uh, pretty out of line uh, to, to to have that many when there's probably little kids who didn't get any. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that happened. So no bobbleheads for us. Uh, we headed on in. There were two uh, girls, like like just beyond the gates, who were handing out programs. Yeah, and uh, they were free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked uh, if there were scorecards in them, and she said no. You can get them at uh, guest services or whatever. Yeah, but we picked up the two of the scorecards and like you know, or the uh, the programs and like there's like color pictures. It's a color full color magazine with with. Uh, player profiles and whatever and so there's there's some good stuff in there um but we headed over to the uh, guest services stand and got uh just paper printouts like photocopy uh printouts of scorecards and rosters basically yeah um it it was it actually wasn't bad uh it's cool that they give you the rosters for the visiting team yeah um uh, you know yeah it, it it helped us out a lot uh, after we got those, so it was similar to a White Sox game in that we had to go to guest services to get a scorecard. So after we got our scorecard, we went and uh, we got some food, Jeremy. Well, I got I got a soda, yeah. um, a souvenir cup. We both got souvenir cups. You got some food, Jeremy, that looked pretty good. I did, yeah. So so there was a couple stands. There was one stand right right when you walked in. It was, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it had like burgers and dogs, basically. Um, and like we were going to get in that line, but like everyone was in that line because it was right by the entrance. And yeah. The only entrance to the whole stadium, and um, uh, so I'm like, I want to, you know, look around a little more. And like, we walked a little further, and uh, we saw like a Wiener Circle stand. So for people who don't know, there there was a there was a, a TV series about Wiener Circle um, on like A and E probably like six years ago or yeah. something, and how it gets crazy after dark. It's it's located in Wrigleyville, not far from Wrigley Field, um, but it's a great like Chicago institution hot dog stand. Um, and they do like char dogs, so it's it's like normal hot dogs are like steamed or whatever, um, but these are like charred on a grill, so they get actually like kind of 
crisp on the outside. Yeah, in addition to being a sideshow with like the so it's kind of like Ed DeBevix where the people who work there are super rude to you. Yeah, um, and will flash you if you pay them enough money. Yeah, uh, yeah. but the in addition to like that whole sideshow. Like, the food is actually really good there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so they had, like, a stand there that was, like... The I didn't same... see this. So this was this was the... They had a Wiener Circle stand that, there. Well, that's a stand that we went to. It, it, it was... Or that I... That we both went to, right? Yeah. yeah okay. It was the Wiener. It was Wiener Circle branded, and so they had char dogs and char. I got a char Polish. Wow, that that went over my head. Okay. Wow, yeah, nice. Yeah, and it was a jumbo Polish. It was a big, big, uh, big dog. Yeah. And, um, uh, it was awesome. It came with grilled onions, and uh, um, I put some mustard on there. It was really good. Uh, and I got some fries, um, and uh, I got the, a bottomless souvenir soda. And uh, I I took advantage of that bottomless. I got two, I got one refill. Yeah, I could have got I could have stood for another one, but uh, I just I stuck see, with the one. Yeah, see, Jeremy, I just didn't want to have so much caffeine in me. You know, sometimes I get a little jumpy if I have too much caffeine. So I stuck I stuck to one diet soda. That's but, fine. You know, I think I, I needed I, it for I, this. Yeah, I feel like I I uh, kind of got jobbed though on the one soda well, I did have. I would yeah I would I would sacrifice the jitters for the satisfaction of getting my money's worth <laughs> so um so yeah that's what's top priority for me yeah um but uh but yeah so uh so we got that there were some other stands that looked good there was a pizza stand that, that i saw in the distance but i'm like nothing's gonna beat this char or polish so i got that yeah um and uh by the way if it, all these foods that we talk about like that are kind of chicago centric do yourself a favor and come to chicago and and eat as much food as you can because we're the best food in, in the world but i digress um this pizza stand, we saw people uh, eating this pizza, and like it was, they were these huge slices or whatever. Yeah, it looked yeah. pretty good. Yeah, they, they were it looked like a, a half of a large pizza was on like on one of these yeah. slices. It it's was like you got your money's worth. It's like they took like a you know a twelve inch pizza and cut it into fourths, and you got it was essentially like two like good sized pieces. Yeah. uncut into one piece basically mm-hmm. yeah um but uh so jack we i got we got the food we sat down in our seats really quick i dropped off my stuff and i actually went back to get the mustard and so this happened to me when i was uh trying to get my condiments um they had like a stand with like the heinz like pump bottles right and so there was like a couple of mustard ones there were some like relish ones i think and there were some ketchup ones and like i i went i saw some guy try to pump the ketchup and he pumped and nothing came out. And he's like, he goes like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like to himself. <laughs> and then just like stormed off. And there was four. There was four ketchup pumps. Yeah. And I'm like, surely these all can't be empty. And I wanted, I was maybe going to get some ketchup for my fries. And so I walked over there and uh, I pumped all four of them and nothing. Fuck. Now I have a theory, Jack, because it, again, something, if you don't know, if you're not from Chicago, um... There's a thing about Chicago hot dogs that you're not supposed to put ketchup on your hot dogs. It's for little kids, they say. Um, and there's like some hot dog stands that don't even have ketchup. There's a hot dog stand called Gene and Jude's in River Grove that does not have ketchup at all. And then there was a McDonald's next to it, and they had to put up signs saying like, "Do not come here asking for free ketchup." Wow. Because we won't give it to you. Wow. Um, and Gene and Jude's doesn't even have ketchup in the building. Um, so that's how extreme it goes. So I was wondering if they like put those out there but don't fill them yeah. because like you're not supposed to put ketchup on a hot dog. And they're a hot dog-based team. They're the Chicago Dogs. Uh, their, their logo is a hot dog. Well, so their logo is a hot dog. And one of their mascots is Squeeze, who's like this happy-go-lucky bottle of mustard. But the ketchup 
is a, a villain. Is a villain. Yeah, uh, he looks like uh, one of the uh, what it's was like that? The spy? Yeah, he looks like the Hamburglar. Yeah, um, spy versus spy. Spy versus like he looks like spy versus spy. Yeah, the Hamburglar. He's dressed yeah. up like that, and then uh, well, we'll get into the, we'll get into all that later. <laughs> They're but antics. The, yeah. the ketchup is clearly supposed to be the victim. That's so true. That's definitely a, a calculated choice by the dog. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I wonder if that that's like a purpose. Like that's a that's a plant. That it would has actually to be. That would actually be pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Uh. But so I ended up actually they had packets of mayo and of hot sauce. So I actually just combined hot sauce and mayo and I dipped my fries in that. Ooh, which, that uh, sounds good. Because because nothing is better than that. Like like discovering fries and mayo. That's like uh, that's like when they discovered uh, how to make a, a nuclear bomb. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Like for your own body. Like oh, fries and mayo are great. But I can only imagine with like a little bit of hot sauce added in there. It'd it's, be it, yeah. It's good. It was Frank's hot sauce and like so that that has like some flavor to it. Also like it's it was a winning combo. I would say uh-huh. it's not doing any good for my 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 heart valves. But uh, <laughs> but it, it was it was. It was enjoyable. Um, later on, not at this time, but later on, I got myself a waffle cone too. Uh, so I was just feeling it. It's Friday night. I'm just I'm trying to live a well, little. Jeremy, more. I was gonna say, you know, uh, a couple uh, of weeks ago, we did a uh, a podcast about like our top five food choices, uh, and yes. I think I almost think Jeremy, you hit like three of uh, our top five like yeah. food. You know, you did a you had a Polish dog. That, yeah. These might have been three of mine. Like, I think they were like, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polish, yeah, yeah like I gotta live vicariously through you, Jeremy. Yeah, for uh, sure. But yeah, Polish ice uh, soft serve ice cream and yeah. Uh, soda. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, so yeah, the food was good. I mean, like there's limited. There's only like four food stands there. Yeah. There's like a there was like a nacho stand, uh, that that dog and burger stand, and then like the sh- the wiener circle, and then the pizza. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Pretty good options. Pretty good options, and you know, can we just say uh, that that the stadium in general is really nice? Yeah, um, it is. We were trying to figure out. We don't know this, uh, but if uh, if Impact Field was built specifically for the Chicago Dogs, uh, you know, we're not we're not sure. But um, at any rate, it's really nice. It's a lot nicer than say Beloit was um so yeah you know good job on them uh you know for for you know being classy despite being an independent team we were pretty impressed yeah for sure i actually feel bad i feel that beloit is our measuring stick for all these because there's got to be other bad like ballparks there there must yeah you know um i will say there's no better autograph access than beloit no no it's not it it, absolutely and i think uh clint the clinton lumber kings are also down there similar yeah at any rate uh we were impressed so um we, so finally, so we got we got our on the field. We got our goodies, um, and it's about time for the national anthem. So, yeah. in actually a nice change, Jeremy, and something I have not seen um, uh, since I can remember, yeah. they had just a, a lone person playing an instrument yeah. for the uh, for the national anthem. Yeah, no vocal accompaniment, no. just uh, just instrumental. Yeah, just instrumental, and it was just one one instrument. So it yeah. was a kid. Uh, uh, playing a trumpet. Yes. He was about 12 years old. Yeah. Um, and right right away, right away, he uh, he, he had a miscue. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't honking his grandma's horn, right? No, no, he no. wasn't. Uh, ooh, Jeremy, I almost dropped the guy's name on there. I can't do it. I can't do it. But no, he okay. was not. Uh, let's hope this was not his grandma's horn. Yeah. But uh, so, so right away, he had a miscue, and we, we blamed it on uh, in, an airplane. So, so well, we should say that this is very close to the airport, so there were airplanes flying over constantly. Yeah, it was the stadium itself 
itself was interesting setting just to digress for a second like we were right by o'hare airport so we're under the flight path so it was kind of like uh shea stadium uh it was with uh laguardia airport airplanes flying over all the time and uh the backdrop is also the expressway so i said to you jack like it's kind of smart for them to put it there because even at the the most quietest moments of the game it's still gonna you're still gonna hear the like expressway traffic in the yeah. background um but uh so this so trumpet kid launches into you know national anthem so it's like yeah and like and like and right at that moment like a plane was flying overhead yeah. and he gives us like like this like stink eye up at the plane like yeah he, he's like and then he like looks up and like like kind of pissed off and like he he had a couple stumbles well, uh, he, he had a very big one towards the end of the yeah, song. Yeah. Um, uh, to, to which I think, Jeremy, you commented, uh, yeah, that was an independent uh, league, uh, like an independent style national anthem. Right? Yeah, There's exactly. an independent trumpet right yeah, there. Yeah, quality right there. Um, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, and Jack, I think that as a kid walked off the field, I think I saw him, like, like go like that. Like, like, like he was mad at himself? Yeah, he was mad. He, like, like kind of, like swung his fist in the air like down like like he was like pounding the table yeah uh, but he was walking off and like the kid was like maybe like 13 14 maybe yeah maybe he was older he was probably older than 12 he was probably more about 14 okay yeah, yeah. yeah. and um you could tell that he he's probably like you know some kind of like he probably had some kind of like uh jk simmons whiplash type of teacher or something and he knew that he like blew it a little bit uh but uh we'll blame it on the the airplanes flying overhead right yeah um, you know they should have done like uh you know the bears are, are are like working out kickers uh and they're trying to like you know any kickers when they're practicing they put they like pump in like crowd noise or whatever or like they do it with like footballs and practices they should someone his coach should have pumped in like airplane sounds like <laughs> flying overhead to you know to get him ready to, to perform this anthem but, yeah right um so uh so that happened uh there was like uh you know um the the music was playing the 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 teams were ready to hit the field and like they as soon as like all those festivities were the anthem was over they cut on the video board we should say the video board was was pretty nice yeah they had a nice video board yeah too. good um, very good, modern yeah good quality like uh, resolution on the screen and um they cut to a shot of a guy standing in the dugout like in a chicago dogs like crew shirt like like he was like part of the stadium crew or something um and he was wearing like black sunglasses and he was just standing there staring at the camera and he was staring at it for like a long time it was like a stare down uh it was dante's stare down this guy was his we found out later that his name was dante um so dante was staring at the camera for a really 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 long time until finally the uh, Chicago Dogs took the field. And then, like, once, like, the first guy passed him, they kind of cut away. But it was a good, like, minute and a half, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, it was a long time. And, and I don't yeah. know if you noticed, Jeremy, when that first guy passed him, yeah. he, like, shook his head and was laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this is obviously a big a big thing with them. But, yeah, it, it, it got to the point where, like, it was, it was weird at first, and then it got funny, and mm -hmm. then it got weird again. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of just wondered if you were in some sort of a time warp uh, where nothing was going to happen again yeah like what's the big payoff gonna be and like or when is this gonna finally actually break right I don't know like um so so that happened and um yeah so uh the, the the dogs took the field and the game started um so you know uh one of the things about like minor league games which i believe we've probably talked about it like on, at the beloit game which i think was our first minor league game that we did for this podcast is that there's always like 
promotions, games, contests, whatever going on in between innings, and uh, the dogs really hit it hard. They they do yeah. they do. So these games were hosted by uh, uh, Nikki Huber. Yep, Nikki, the, the Huber. one and only Nikki Huber. Yeah. Jeremy, I should uh, I should ask her to be uh, my plus one at your wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there, so, there you go. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, Nikki Huber. She was uh, she. Uh, Jeremy, there's no reason for her not to have a major league job. You know, I, I would say so. I, I would mean, say if I was interviewing her and well, what did you say? Uh, like you know, like a. Uh, uh, Maybe if you were interviewing her and Alyssa, maybe you'd go with with Nikki Huber. On yeah, that. I would. I, I would go with Nikki Huber personally. Fair uh, enough. So she 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 had a lot of hard work to do though to sell to sell all of these things. They put yeah. her to work. She was literally doing something Ooh. after every inning. Yeah, every inning they gave her like one inning off, maybe like right in the middle. Yeah, but uh, even then after the game too, she was doing stuff. And yeah. when the kids were running the bases, like she was doing stuff. Like yeah. you know, I, and she can't make that much money like per game for these things. So that's yeah. not an easy job right we speculated that chris maybe made like 200 200 bucks a game yeah Yeah. what is she pulling like 50 bucks or something yeah 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 um for yeah for like a high pressure uh hard job where she has to like sell stuff that like idiots are doing yeah she's she's busting her ass for sure yeah um but uh so let's let's run down all the, the i you know like for time's sake you would think that we would cut some of these games, but there, there was something like worth mentioning in pretty much all of them. So, so let's just like blow through the list real quick. Actually, what I thought was the coolest one ended up probably being the most, um, you know, non unremarkable. Yeah, unremarkable game, yeah. which was like a plinko style game. Yeah, I but mean, it reminded me of Wheel of Fortune. A yeah, little bit, you yeah, know? yeah. not Wheel of Fortune. Uh, the other one, Price, Price is, is right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So plinko is is from there, and and uh, they. Um, but it was like virtual Plinko. There wasn't an actual Plinko board. It was like a video game board. And so you had to tell it when to drop the thing. And like it bounced around. The person ended up winning 30 bucks. $30 of dog's cash dogs, or something. Yeah, dog's bucks or something. Dog's like, dollars. Dog's probably, dollars. It's probably dog's dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, yeah, it, it was cool. I, I, I do like Plinko as a game. It's a, it's a, it's a fan favorite game at, in Prices Right. Yep. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it just it was lacking something in the digital uh, machination. Yeah, because 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 you wonder if that's just like pre-recorded. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no way to no way to know. But yeah, uh, yeah that that one was actually pretty cool. Yeah, one, um, yeah, it was cool. One one tidbit that was released uh, that was brought to attention uh, during the game was that it's a, it was Squeeze's birthday weekend. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So I guess tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. is in August third is in, uh, National Mustard Day or yeah. International Mustard Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say probably international. International, yeah. It's big in Germany, I would say. But uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and that. Uh, it seems that that is also Squeeze's birthday. Yeah, how is how old is he? Is he two? Yeah, like, I don't you know. know. The, the franchise has only been around for two years. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know that, and you know we do, we do. I guess maybe he is entering his terrible twos. Uh, he maybe. did, he did kick ketchup in the balls. Yes, uh, you know, in the following segment that they did. Yeah. Um, they had so they had ketchup and squeeze come out on like a go kart or like a like a golf cart or yeah. something basically, and they got off the field and like or got off the cart and got onto the field and like they were doing their antics. You know, at one point maybe they were on both. Each was on one side of the stadium or whatever. Yeah. Squeeze was by us, um, but at some point, and they're dancing and whatever, and Squeeze is doing his thing. Uh, at some point, ketchup comes over and they like oh, and the whole time they're playing, uh, you're the best around <laughs> from Karate Kid. So you're the best. Around, nothing's gonna ever keep you down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, 
so they were doing that and like so they 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 go to fight at some point and folks do yourself a favor and go to our instagram page at rain delay pod um because i caught this on our instagram stories which we'll we'll archive like we do all the other uh, instagram stories but um they faced off and like squeeze goes in for the crane kick uh ketchup approaches and then squeeze promptly kicks him right in the balls yeah um and ketchup drops to the to, to the field, grabbing his 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 uh, nutsack, <laughs> if you will, and writhing in pain, like right, selling it really well too, selling it like a nutshot, like you know, Cactus Jack never sold one or Terry Funk, you know. Yeah, no, um, and yeah, he was legitimately grabbing his crotch, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I th- you would think that that's a little bit much for a uh, a, a thing that like children are watching. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You th- you feel like you you could intimate that somehow in a more indirect way, but we'll find we'll 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 come to see that, like the Chicago Dogs maybe weren't so worried about like sugarcoating it for the kids, like maybe no. exposing them to a new element of of life out there on the range. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he's writhing around uh, holding his balls. I don't know what ketchup's what a ketchup bottle's balls would be. No. Like maybe two tomatoes or something. Yeah. Or two cherry tomatoes maybe. Yeah, I was thinking like tomato seeds maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. Jeremy, who was that player you said got the busted nutsack that one time? Um, Felix P.A. Yeah, Felix P.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pulled a Felix P.A. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah. I should say, so that happened in between innings. And then the the um, the the, the uh, St. Paul Saints were up next that inning and the first base coach I don't know if you caught this Jack but the first pa- first base coach came out and was looking at Squeeze and he was also holding his balls like he was like kind of pantomiming and saying like oh you got him in the balls you know it was really weird Jesus but well, uh, yeah. the, and then they both came into the stands because uh, so Jeremy and I were sitting on the oh, first yeah. base yeah. side uh, uh, mostly uh, up up in the grandstand uh, yeah uh, past the first baseman so the two of them came up in our section yeah and then I think it was Ketchup who uh, passed me and he patted me on the shoulder, he did, Jeremy. He did, yeah, he did. Yeah, I felt as tall as a damn mountain when yeah. he did that, you know? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I will say that Hand had just previously been on his own balls, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he did pat you on the shoulder nonetheless. So <laughs> yeah, so it's still an honor, I would say, of sorts. Um, right. Jack, after that, I mean... Yeah, the they, highlight of the night. Probably the highlight of the night, the, yeah. a, the eight-legged legged dog race. So basically what this was, it was a... a, a a competition where they had two teams of four uh, squaring off against each other. Yeah, it's, it's like the three-legged race, yep. but it was four four people like in uh, like like a chain gang of sorts. Actually, yeah. um, you know, uh, for better or for worse, that's pretty much they're, they're they're they were shackled by the ankles essentially with this like Velcro strap. Yeah, um, and they it was like so. This was a weird setup from the beginning. This thing was was doomed from the beginning, Jack. <laughs> um, it was uh, four little kids. And four, like, bros. Yeah, four, like, 25, 26-year-old bros. Like frat boy bro, yeah. like, douchebags. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so Nikki's, like, interviewing them, and she's like, all right, guys, what's your team name? And they're going, uh, uh Team Bribery. Yeah. And she's like, um, okay, I'm not even going to ask how you got that name. And yeah. then she went over to the kids, and she's like, when kids, what are your names? And they go like, we're team, we're Area 51. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, Jack, I don't know if you know about this, but yeah. I, I teach high school kids, and I, I don't even know if this is like only high school kid related, but there's like this thing 
that like on like August fifteenth, yeah, people are storming Area Fifty One. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're planning to storm Area Fifty One. Yeah, and like apparently the government has actually spoken about this and saying like to warning people to not do it because they're gonna get shot or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, My kids, like, it's like uh, let's see them aliens campaign. <laughs> My kids asked me like if I was gonna do it. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big thing, Jeremy. Okay, um, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that it's, it's, yeah, I'm glad that you know about it as well. Yeah, so um, yeah, that that was definitely a reference to that. Yeah, yeah, those the kids I think want to be a part of the 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 you know the festivities or yeah. whatever. Um, but uh, so they were so they were like ready to square off and like they were about ready to go and then uh, Nikki's like oh oh we're having some technical difficulties or something and like I think one of the straps came off of one of the kids or maybe their shoelace was untied or something and so like that took like a good like twenty seconds to fix and then and then while they while there was that mm. dead air time Nikki was talking to the older guys team yeah. she's like I don't know like you need to tell me how you got this name yeah 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 uh, Jeremy is the subtext was there subtext there that like uh you know they had been bribed to lose i i believe that that's that's what i read into it like yeah they were like they're like all right guys let the kids win and we'll give you like four drink tickets or something yeah so 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 they so yeah that's 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 definitely what i read into it so they go um you know it's like on your market said go and like I would say – so we had enough time to say like, oh, the guys have to let the kids win, right? And like immediately as soon as we said that, so however long it takes to say that, a little girl like – the f- little girl was in front. She just fucking face plants right into the <laughs> yeah. ground. Yep. Like just, just fucking bust her shit right into the ground. And then, you know, I was like, oh, no. And then she gets up. The guys are still going, but they're going slow-ish, I guess. Um, the little girl gets up. Maybe they go like two, three more steps and then – face plants again jeremy it happened to her about five times yeah so at some point she just couldn't and then then it was just like she would get up and then fall down right away like they couldn't move any distance well, here's the thing it looked like she was with uh like three other kids but the, yeah uh, she was she looked like she was like maybe seven and the other kids looked like they were like 10 or 11 yeah like she was just either she was really short or she was like just clearly like younger than all of the other ones yeah for which sure. is probably stupid to put her in the front then yeah for sure um yeah and so these guys like ended up just like completely blowing the kids out well, it just it, it just it, it fucking unraveled into like just chaos and like the guys just started going but then at some point they cut to oh, they cut to the guys and like you see that they're like ropes around their ankles had just completely fallen off at that point yeah and they were supposed to so they were supposed to go i think to a guy dante who was like out in the distance and then go back around him and maybe come back that was dante that was dante yeah yeah, my god yeah the same guy who was in the in the The stare down yeah Yeah. and so um yeah he was like you know the uh the foil to to nikki huber or something um or her sidekick or whatever yeah the sidekick i feel Um, like dante it's like dante's inferno it brings (laughs) out or something like it's like a cryptic name but anyway yeah yeah. yeah, so they were supposed to reach dante yeah and then come back to nikki i think and it just like fucking it just like they only ever made it to dante yeah and the the little girl never got up like they there were people there trying to help the little girl up but like i I thought they would just pick her up and just run with everyone and then then they went over to like take their like their the ropes off their legs and i thought that they were just gonna let them run free and then run back but it just it just ended Mm -hmm. and like nikki never got back on the mic to say like all right and team bribery wins it just ended they just like got them off it's like get them out of here yeah like it's over you know cut it cut it i don't know (laughs) what happened but it was just chaos 
Yeah. It was just chaos. Um, and th- that was also a super long inning break, too. That inning break lasted for like five minutes because yeah. while all that chaos was going on, they were like working on the, the mound, the pitcher's oh, yeah. mound. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, but that was a that that was an embarrassment. Um, yeah, and I wonder bad. if Nikki had some like headpiece in where at some point they were just like we need to we need to get this the hell off the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the best part, Jeremy, was that they showed uh, a replay of the little girl falling <laughs> yeah. on her face. Yeah, they after... showed it as if it were. Yeah, that's right. They yeah. showed that as if it were like a highlight. Um, and it's like wow, like this was so bad. Like I'm, I don't know if they should be like make, even poking fun at it because it was bad. She just kept falling and falling and falling. Yeah. Yeah, but oh well. Um, so uh, the next race that they did, or the next uh, event that they did, was out in center field, and it was uh, battle balls. Yeah, so th- this was uh, where, where people people basically dress in uh, bubble boy uh, costumes. Essentially, yeah, it was um, like a big like hamster wheel bubble type yeah. of thing, like. Um, you know, it's not quite the one that, like, uh, it looked like something from Wipeout, like that show on ABC, like that obstacle course thing. But it was, like, this big inflatable ball, but um, it also had padding around it. It's, like, it's not like a hamster ball, but, like, it, you were inside of this sphere, and, like, you can run up. So, basically, it was two people, like, on other ends, and they would run up into each other and, and bash into each other. And then, like, they would bounce off of each other, and whoever fell uh, off their feet... Uh, lost that round or whatever. It looked fun to do, actually, yeah, it Jeremy. Did. I'll it, say that. It did. At one point, someone got hit and, and then toppled over, and they were completely upside down, like, in a standing position. It, it did look fun. It would be cool to see us, like, to have us square off against each other. Yeah, well, you know? I was going to say, Jeremy, I was like, I, we should look into renting those for your bachelor party. That could be, <laughs> that could be fun. That would be pretty cool. Um, Just yeah. do that for, like... Four or five hours. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, so they, um, so we could skip ahead just one game because these were kind of similar. Well, and we'll I had, go back. I heard oh, one yeah. thing in the stands from someone who was behind us who we'll talk about later. But it was like two older guys, and they were talking, and like they were doing battle balls. And I heard some guy. I heard one of the old guys say to the other guy, like, "This is so stupid," and it's like. Like, like, as if, like, the rest, like, as if they, this is where they broke their integrity, or that, <laughs> that like, the, an independent baseball game ever had some sort of, like, um, you know, uh, honor of the game integrity, or the integrity of the game, like, to uphold. It's, like, right. the, the whole point of these minor league independent ball games, whatever, is to just, like, entertain the kids long enough to keep them there to keep buying food and it's like it's not it's, it's barely about the baseball like from like a like promotion standpoint yeah so it's like that's why they have fucking games between each inning it's to like keep kids there longer yeah basically and keep them like as tuned in as possible it's not about these two old guys in the back row saying like this is fucking stupid this is so stupid it's like i don't know what where you think you're at but like you're, you're not at uh yankee stadium Watching, uh, you know, Derek Jeter's uh, last game. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not about the majesty of the game. No, honestly. no. I yeah, Jeremy. I, I'll, I'll agree with. I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Um, and so they they had a very similar. So th- they should have come up with something else, in my opinion. But like they had, they basically had the same promotion. Yeah. A couple innings later, they called it Sumo Junior. Yeah, Sumo Junior. Yeah, um, it was essentially the same thing. Yeah. It's those big inflatable sumo costumes. And honestly, battle balls is like an improvement on this on the sumo it is. costume. It is. It's a little more extreme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And probably safer ultimately, but yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Here's what I was wondering too. Like do those 
kids know each other that were like squaring off against each other in the sumo thing. Like, I think I think those sumo kids did know yeah, each other. Cause yeah, because they were like hitting each other pretty hard. They might have so, been brothers or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, they were. Yeah, it requires you to go after and pummel like your opponent, like keep pushing them with your big inflatable body. Right. <laughs> um. You know, Jeremy, a, a game that you did really well at, <laughs> yeah. but I would have sucked at, was name that mustard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a pretty thin premise, but but they there's just enough mustard brands to make it work once, maybe. Yeah. Um. But uh, they they showed like a, a a bottle of mustard, a can a container of mustard, and they put the Chicago Dogs logo over the the brand name, and you had to guess what what name it was. Jack, I got Plockmans. You got Plockmans was good. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I would have gotten uh, they had I would have gotten Heinz, uh, French's, and Grey Poupon. Yeah, but, right, right. right. Uh, uh, Plockmans is a deep cut. Plockmans is good. I like I like Plockmans mustard. Um, and I didn't eat mustard until I was in college, but uh, I can appreciate. Really? Yeah, yeah. I would never liked mustard um, for the longest time, and like you know, if I ever got like a, a cheeseburger from like McDonald's or something, like I'd, I I would have to scrape the mustard off. Um, <clears throat> I never liked it, but uh, but yeah. Now in my in my older age, I can appreciate a good mustard, like mustard and and one pickle on a hot dog or on a burger, pretty good, I think. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that was an interesting game. Uh, I don't. I that had to have been like a one off for Mustard Weekend. Or yeah. Whatever. Right. Right. Um, um, but yeah, the guy the guy actually did pretty well on it. He didn't embarrass himself. Um, uh, rock paper scissors pie. Yeah. Perhaps rock paper scissors pa. Who oh, knows? Oh yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So rock scissors papers pie. Uh, paper pie. Uh, this was um, another game where I wondered if the kids knew each other because uh, uh, what this one was about is that like they would do best two out of three yeah. rock paper scissors and then the loser would hit the other one with a pie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's bringing a whole new like raising the stakes of just a simple rock paper scissors match. Right. Right. Um, and sure enough, some kid got pied. Basically. He did. He did. Well, he didn't like want to take his hat off at first too. So like, so like Nikki like made him take his hat off to get yeah. to get pied. Yeah. Um. Pretty good. Pretty good. Like you know, that's that's some dedication on someone for for uh, for entertainment to like get pied. You know, at a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, Jeremy, we could have we could have done this promotion. You know. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I feel like how, how did they? It's, they mostly had kids doing these. Yeah. But like, I would have I would have volunteered for that even if I would have gotten pied. Okay. What do you think it was? Right. Was you on the shaving cream or whipped cream? Oh Jesus! I mean, yeah, I don't know. Probably shaving cream is is easier to like kind of temporarily wash out because yeah. whipped cream probably is gonna make your hair sticky. I would yeah, guess. it might. It might. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. Shaving cream can sometimes be used as a mousse. Okay. Uh, I've seen it done in movies before. Oh really? Um. Yeah. So uh, I may have put some shaving cream in my hair before just just to just give, to see. Just to give it some body or something. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. But um, so th- Jack, this is one that happened while you were while you were out um, uh, out of the stands. Uh, it was like a dance contest. I don't even know what it, it was. Like a dance contest, and it was it was Squeeze and uh, a, a girl like in her twenties or whatever. Yeah. And um, they were like they came out and they played music and like they were supposed to dance or whatever. And like they were doing this thing where like they would start to play a song and then stop it. And then as right as like Squeeze figured out like his dance moves, and then they did like another. They, then they would stop the song, play a different style of song, and then he'd have to like figure out a new dance move or whatever. And like they they were doing it, but it was so weird that like there were these huge like like 
beyond pregnant pauses between the, the, the needle drops. So, like, it would be like, uh, you know, uh, the Mambo or something, and then it would stop, and it would go on forever, and then, like, another song would pop up or whatever. And, like, um, you know, I don't know, like, Squeeze was, like, pleading with the DJ to, like, play something they could dance to or something, and at some point they played the Macarena. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I heard, yeah. Yeah, so the reprise of the Macarena for for two, uh, two weeks in a row... Um, <coughs> And uh, he like got all up. He was like, he just put it. He just put his head in his hands and like shook his head when they played the Macarena. But then at some point, um, he like pleads with them to, to play the next song, and they play "Sexual Healing." Yeah. Uh, well, I, I heard uh, um, by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I. I well, I was in the bathroom. I heard that. Oh, one or too. no, it wasn't "Sexual Healing." It was "Let's Get It On." Let's get it on. It was yeah. "Let's Get It On." Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, which essentially is the same concept. Yes. It's about sex, folks. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so like, so they play Let's Get It On, and um, uh, the girl, like, looks at him, and then she's like, what? And, like, everyone's, like, laughing or whatever. And it's like, again, we're at a independent, ba- we're at a baseball game with a bunch of little kids, and they're playing Let's Get It On. Yeah. And, like... So so then uh, Squeeze actually he fucking me too's this 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 girl and he kisses her. Wow! And like he like grabs her and like plants one right on her and then yeah. so then she smacks him in the snout. Yeah. And like and then uh, Squeeze falls to the ground and she like storms out. Yeah. And it's like this is like this is kind of intense stuff. Again, like this, the dogs are pushing the envelope here a little. Yeah. Bit. Wow. Oh my um, god! I can't believe I missed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite interesting. Okay. And then I heard someone behind us go like, uh, "Was she a plant?" It's like, no, no, that really happened. Like, yeah, she. You know, well, let's hope she doesn't sue because because uh, <laughs> yeah, certainly she didn't know that was coming. Right. Um, one one last thing to to talk about. Like, and I said, like all of these are worth mentioning. So like we have to bring them up, but. Uh, I don't even know what it was called, but there was like this like T-ball home run derby sort of thing where like the and they were like the Nikki was saying like can he can uh, little Tommy make the team or something they were like can he be a dog or like as if he hit a home run uh, he would make the team or something but but the way it was laid out was there was a T uh, with a ball on top of it and I think they were they were handing out these like squeeze balls like these squishy balls or something and i think that's what he was hitting but he was swinging into okay so the t was set up on like the warning track up the third base line basically it was on the dirt basically and so he's like just feet away from the first row of seats right and um he his objective was to hit a ball over all of the stands and like you know out of the park or whatever um but there were people in the stands, like, directly in front of him. And, like, his first swing went – it didn't go up in the air. Like, he's not practicing, like – Yeah, the, la- the launch angle. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he did, he, Chris Bryant's dad did not uh, no. teach this kid how to swing a bat. No, no, he's from the old school, and he's trying to hit line drives. And he yeah. hit a line drive, like, right at the people. And, like, he almost hit some people. And then he got a couple airborne. But then he did hit someone later on. It went straight, right – it was like a rocket right into the stands. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm like, what is the conceit of this? What is the premise of this game? What is he trying to do? Like – other than yeah. kill somebody, what, yeah. What is is he trying to impress Chili Davis? Like, well, you know, what's what's <laughs> what's going on? What's going on here? Yeah, he was um, a little kid, but he wasn't playing like a millennial. I guess <laughs> no. Um, um, so yeah, that was weird. And and the whole time that this is happening, um, uh, 
it smells like Teen Spirit is playing in the background. So it's like, with the lights out, it's yeah. less dangerous. And then, like, these balls are whizzing at people in the front row. Like, they're, like, getting hit point-blank range. It was very weird. Yes. She kept saying, like, will he be the newest Chicago dog? As if, like, yeah, he was going to make the team. It's very odd. Right. Um, but uh, those were the games. Like, and, and again, uh, you know, there were maybe a couple more that we didn't mention. But those were all the ones worth mentioning, which was a lot of them. It but, was. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about the people around yeah, us, Yeah, th- there were some there were some annoying people around us. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, so we could start with uh, a, a guy I like to call Tony Dadza. <laughs> um, I, I call him that, Jeremy, because he, he just looked like a, a fucking, like, meathead. He looked like... Uh, Kind of like a, a slick Italian guy. Yeah. A little bit. He had like gray hair. He had yes. like salt, I was, he, salt and pepper, but mostly gray. Yeah, salt and pepper, mostly gray. He yeah, looked too old. Yeah, mostly salt. Yeah, yeah. mostly salt. He, yeah. looked, he looked like too old to have a, a three-year-old kid yeah. that he was with. Yeah. But anyway. But he did. He, he, but he did. Uh, but, but so he was like, you know, kind of like moving this kid's arms and like making the kid dance. Yeah. But then at one point, like a guy like hit like a pop-up and yeah. real loudly he uh, he went, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> this, um, yeah, this guy was like just talking to hear himself talk yeah. and maybe have someone else like say like, hey, good one or something. Yeah. He was like saying like... Um, uh, uh, like, oh, well, there was a balk, and he's like, oh, that's a balk. And then, like, he was like, uh, I feel like he was saying, like, oh, turn the double play or whatever. And, uh, oh, and, like, yeah, he, like, there was a strike, and he's like, yeah, that was a strike or something. Like, he was just yeah. talking to hear himself talk. Yeah. And then, like, what for the balk, for instance, like, um, he goes, like, oh, that was a balk. And then I said to you, Jack, I'm like, they called a balk? And then he yeah. turned around and looked yeah. at us, and he was like, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, he nodded his head in affirmation. Yeah, yeah. or he's like, yeah, yeah, yep. they did. I saw it. I yeah, saw it. They yeah, called it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just settle down, man. And like, and and so here's the annoying thing is that we were surrounded by people, even though like there was barely anyone, there was no one else around us. No. Um. So we were in, as Jeremy and I usually tend to be in, uh, the second to last yeah, row. Yeah, that's our thing now, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know why. But uh, we were in the second to last row before the concourse um, yeah. in, in the lower deck. Well, in this case, the only deck. Yeah. But, and, and right behind us, there was like this kind of like ledge, this kind of like bar table sort yeah. of thing that people could lean on. And there was just a fucking horde of like families with little kids. Yeah. Us. And they were all there. And it was annoying, Jeremy, because there was one mom with a little kid. I don't know if she was Tony Dad's wife, but she was yeah. like, she just kept talking baby talk to the, to the little kid. The, yeah. The whole time, she's like, oh, 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 you're so cute. Yeah, oh, yeah. like, and then at one point, Jeremy, they were talking because, like, I think there were grandparents there too. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a whole thing. Ugh. But they were they were talking. They're like, oh yeah, well, they're uh, you know, they left last inning and they're all crabby now. They're all pissed off now or something. <laughs> like talking about the kids, I yeah. guess that had left. Yeah. Um, Before Tony Dadza left uh, the seat in front of us, he kept turning around and he's like, hey, get her bottle. Hey, fill up her bottle. Hey, get her bottle. Like, he was like, he was like saying, like, will you get her bottle? Like, like it's like, dude, fucking get up. Why are you sitting there anyway? At some point, before Tony Dadza even sat there, 
They sat this little ass kid down two rows in front of us. Yeah, and so yeah, I think he was Tony Dance's like uh, son. Okay, um, yeah, because like this couple had just a a gaggle of children. Yeah, Um, and yeah, this kid was just sitting there by like himself, himself, and like the mom kept walking over and she's like, "Oh, you want to sit there? Okay, you can sit there." And this kid was like three or four years old. Not even, dude. I feel like he was like two or something. Yeah, and then at one point, like, because the mascots were coming over, I don't know if you heard the mom say this, but. She was like, yeah, sometimes he's afraid of the mascots and sometimes he's not. Yeah, she's like, I don't know how he is with the mascots. Sometimes he's afraid, sometimes he isn't. Yeah. But like, but even before that, even before Tony Dadza, the little kid was sitting there by himself as if he's like a fucking 65-year-old man, like retired and with season tickets, just yeah. goes every day by himself. He's sitting there and like he start they're playing music not that loud, and the kid has his hands over his ears. And then the mom's like, oh, is it too loud for you? Like, and she puts these fucking, like, headphones, these, like, baby headphones on or whatever. But it's like, what? You're concerned about his ears, but you're letting him sit by himself. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, it was it was very bizarre, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was like, you know, they were trying to give the kids some independence. But it's like, he's four years old. He doesn't care about independence. Yeah. I don't uh, think he was four. I think he was younger than four. He might four, have been younger than four. Um... But yeah, so he doesn't know what's going on. No. Just like most of the kids at these. No, games. I mean you know they're just yeah they're they're kids. They don't you know you don't know what's going on in a baseball game when you're that age. No. Um. So another thing that that happened was um the grandparents. I'm pretty sure there was like an older guy there with like this like old guy mustache or whatever. He was sitting there at some point. He he sat behind us at one point, and I was looking at the. So we're sitting up the first baseline. So I have to look to my left to look at home plate. And at some point, I just see a fucking naked foot. In my oh. peripheral vision, yeah, and it's just his foot, and it's like, it's like on his knee, uh, like like crossed crossed his leg over his knee, and like the foot is over the 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 aisle barrier in my peripheral vision, like gross, a couple like seats down, but I took a picture. I was trying to sneak a a, a picture, yeah, and I got one. Nice, just the, just the foot in the fucking corner of of the frame, and it's just yeah. Like, you fucking sick well, fuck. Feet, uh, feet smell, Jeremy, when you yeah. when you let them out uh, into the open. Here's this- Jack. <laughs> Look at that fucking foot. That's Disgusting great. Fucker. Did you put that in the uh, uh, the, no, uh, the Instagram? No, but I will. That, yeah. Isn't that a perfect frame right that is, there? That is really nice, Jeremy. Fucking That's disgusting really, foot. That is, <laughs> yeah. This guy looked like Mr. Feeney. Yeah, he uh, did. He did. Yeah, yeah or Mr. McFeely from uh, Mr. Rogers. Like he just had like an old guy look. Yep. Yeah, and he was he had to have been the grandfather or whatever. At some point, I heard someone like they were also getting on the players like as if like they're like fucking like coaches or scouts or whatever like. There was like a around the horn, like there was a there was a, a ball hit around the horn, and they tried to turn a double play, but the second baseman double clutched, and the the one guy goes like, "Come on, you got to turn that double play, come on!" Like yeah. as if like again, like as if this was like you know the NLCS or something. Um, there was like a guy for St. Paul who legged out a triple, and it's like. All right, yeah, way to leg out that triple. Way to leg it out. Yeah, real hustle. Good hustle. Like, great. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, this whole family was just there to hear themselves talk. It's yeah. like, what, 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 what's going on here? Like, who, who are you? Are you Tom Amansky, like, with some sort of, like, baseball clinic or something? Like, just just chill out, uh-huh. you know? Um, so, eventually, um, we, we, you know, again, there was no one around us except for this fucking gaggle of people. And we were right in the middle of it somehow. So eventually we did move down. It wasn't until like the eighth inning. Yeah, or we should have moved down a lot sooner. Yeah. There's no reason for us not to move down. No uh, reason. Uh, except for 
um, once we did get down there, someone hit a screamer that like hit the, it, it, it was kind of like a worm burner a little bit. Um, and it like, it like bounced and hit the, the wall, uh, the padding in front of us pretty hard. And we were at that point, we were in like, maybe like the sixth row maybe. Yeah. And, uh, but we were beyond the netting. So there was no, uh, pole to pole netting at, uh, impact field. Um, but, uh. So Jack, you were uh, like we we were like let's move down like yeah. behind the netting. Yeah, Jeremy, I, I said I'm not gonna get my brains like bashed out for at a at an independent baseball game. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not it's not worth it. No, like, no, I would no. feel like a fucking fool. That's not the way to go down. No, as, as a as a like a, a dedicated baseball fan. No, yeah. I, I don't even know if I'd really care about getting a foul ball at this game. Yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know end up in the fucking hospital. Well, yeah. So, the balls are cool, I will say. We saw some in the <laughs> shop, but uh, but yeah, like again, like if we dodged the um, that Miguel Rojas screamer, like I don't know if I'm going to sacrifice my hand for for one for a ball. No, um, but uh, but it was funny because that that ball happened, like, and then we were like. We were like, let's move, and then like we moved immediately after immediately, that. Immediately, yeah. And uh, I was thinking, like, if there was anyone watching us, there they probably were like ripping on us. I only know this because like of the way we rip on people. Yes, like someone was like, oh look at those two guys, they were scared, so they moved behind the net. It would have been a better move, Jeremy, to just wait till the inning was over yeah, and move yeah, between yeah. the inning. That way, nobody would have questioned it. Yeah, uh, and, and I will say, Jack, you did say like I don't really give a shit what people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are. yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood today. I want to be Brad Pitt's character from that when I grow up. Yeah, and he wouldn't have given a fuck what anybody would have thought. That's then again, true. he wouldn't have moved. He also wouldn't have moved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah, um, so that happened. Um, Jack, the only other thing, the only other like um, thing, like to to keep in this theme of like the Chicago Dogs, like D D Gaff, don't give a fuck about uh, Ida Gaff. I don't give a fuck yeah. about um, about like the the kids' uh, sensitivity. Is that a lot of the music that was played at this game? Oddly mentioned sex. Yes, a lot of the walk-up songs mentioned sex. Uh, we, we already said, um, uh, "Let's get it on." Let's but, get it on. But there yeah. are ones where they actually said the word "sex." It's yes, like, do, 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 sex. Like, like <laughs> whatever. And it's like what? What the hell? And so like, and yeah, some of them were walk-up songs. Some of them were just like songs that they played in between innings or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Victor Roach's song specifically said something about like you know having sex all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having um, sex all night or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, there was one that was like. Wah 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 wah. She give me what I wanna. <laughs> like it's like okay, that's sex. Also, that counts under the sex column. Yes. Um, and there were a bunch of songs that like had like censoring. So it's like, dude, I don't give a like yep. you know like they like censored the word fuck or something. Yeah. And like it's like this is a lot. This is a lot. Like they're they're kind of pushing it a little bit, but right. um, you know, it it uh, it. Uh, it, it it modified my experience. Yeah. I, I would say at least. I don't know how I'd feel if I had like a little kid, but right. but yeah. So so yeah. Uh, overall, like the the experience was was pretty pr- pretty full. I would say. Um, you know, there was a lot going on. There was a lot to take in uh, in terms of like the on field entertainment and just things going on. Let's talk about some of the players though. Yeah. Well, the the big draw for us here uh, was Carlos Zambrano is yeah. a Chicago dog. Yeah. Right maybe now. we should have led with this in case people don't know, but right. he, he signed with the Chicago dogs, like heading into this season and um, he's been uh, coming, pitching out of the bullpen, but he's also DH'd a couple games as well. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, I, so 
after seeing Carlos Zambrano pitch, uh, there's a Chris Farley quote. I can't remember if it's from Black Sheep or Tommy Boy, but uh-huh. it's just, it, Chris Farley says, "Aw, that's sad," <laughs> uh, and that that's how I would describe yeah. uh, uh, watching Carlos Zambrano tonight. It was yeah. it was it was sad. That's Black Sheep, I believe. It, it's Black Sheep. Yeah. Nice. So uh, Carlos Zambrano was the first guy out of the bullpen. Uh, so yeah. uh, let me see here because we can actually refer back to our box score uh, okay, yeah. to when he came in. So um, okay, so he came in in the seventh inning. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, I commented to you. So the first batter of the seventh inning uh, singled, and they had let the starter had gone all the way up until that point. Yeah, and uh, I said that uh, Joe Madden would be proud of him because yeah. uh, proud of the manager. Uh, uh, he's playing the one guy on game. Yeah, play, yeah play, he's playing the one-man game, Yeah, uh, which is uh, which doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it's the stupidest fucking like, strategy in bullpen management ever. Yeah, because you know, you're, you're, that, you, not only uh, did you just let a guy on base, but you're bringing your bullpen guy into a dirty inning now. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, I digress. So anyway, um, so he brings in Zambrano, and Jeremy Zambrano, it, I noticed he was throwing just he was just like lobbing over, lobbing it over the plate for his warm up pitches. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As I was watching him, I'm like, well, he must he must just be fucking around for his warm up yeah, pitches. Yeah. And no, no, he wasn't. He, no, he topped out at 85, and that was like uh, significantly faster than any of his other pitches were. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And and Jack, he's such a horse of a person. He's such a, like a big fucking moose yeah that like part of me feels like like i know he, he's so he's 38 he's not that old no jeremy you, you commented that you guys are the same age yeah we're the same age and like uh you know you've seen pictures of me like on on the uh, instagram uh like we're like the opposite spectrums of what 38 can be like you yeah. can look like carlos <laughs> zambrano uh, like fucking like he looks like he's like in his late fifties. Like he's been like <laughs> he looks more like a drug czar than like like Esteban Loaiza does. Yeah. Um, like uh, like you can look like that, or you can look like I I get confused for my my teenage students at at the at the school that I teach. Sure. Um. So yeah. So so the, we're we're the two like. You know, like these are. This is thirty-eight. And it's like yeah. you could be either one of these two things. Anyway, but um, but but he's such a like a hoss of a guy that like he's gotta be able to throw harder than eighty-six or eighty-five. Like it just almost seemed like he wasn't trying. Yeah. Like I don't know like what the, what the deal is. Like I you know I mean obviously he doesn't have to play. So like he's doing it because he wants to play. But it doesn't seem like he wants to play because. I don't know. It's like, I mean, and, and maybe he does, he has no zip left. He's been out of baseball for a while. Although I think he was maybe playing in Venezuela or something. I don't even know. But like, it does just doesn't make sense. Like, I, I don't know why he would come back just to fucking like lob it in there. Like, no. and like he was throwing like change ups at like 73 or something. And like, yeah. it was just so weird. Like, it seemed like he wasn't trying. Like, but, and it seems, and it's, it also seems hard to believe that like, why would he come back? to purposely throw slow or if he could only throw that fast like why even come back then no and and he uh he didn't even have good control he walked uh yeah he, he walked two straight guys yeah, after after giving up an absolute bomb mm-hmm. his career earnings jeremy according to baseball reference mm-hmm. are 114 million dollars 
Yeah. Um. So he doesn't need the money. I uh, unless so. he unless he blew it all. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he's a part owner of the Chicago Dogs. I don't know. <laughs> um. But yeah. I don't uh, know. So it's it's just it's perplexing. Um, yeah. He uh, gave, he basically he he got a fielder's choice. Um. But he had an error on the play. Yeah. Um. Then he gave up a two-run homer. Then he walked a guy and then uh, walked another guy. Yeah, came out of the. Um, out oh of the well, game. yeah. So so actually, his E one was a, a pickoff attempt. Yeah, uh, and that was more uh, Burnham's fault at at first. That's uh, true. That's uh, true. Uh, and I'll say this too, Jeremy, and the fielder's choice he had because because. Uh, uh, the manager played the one-man game that almost could have been a double play. Yeah, uh, true. But uh, maybe the runner was uh, too fast that they couldn't. Yeah, it was the leadoff guy, so maybe but he had. To he just fast. he anyway. He never recovered from that. Uh, yeah, it almost seemed like I after that that error happened on the pickoff, which definitely yeah should have been, and we we believe that it was an E one. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they call it an E three, but uh, it should have been an E three. It should have been, and like he kind of like was smiling at the the first base guy. He didn't look that mad. But it kind of was his undoing because yeah, it was just he didn't get a guy out after that. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a very uh, 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 impressive performance. I would have rather no. seen him like go up and just fucking swing out of his shoes for four, <laughs> for four pitches, whether he struck out or hit a homer. Like probably would have been a better better showing yeah in that sense but yeah but yeah but it was still cool to see him it was cool to, oh yeah it was it was cool to see him that's definitely what we came for yeah. and uh you know i i feel like uh in independent baseball you don't like maybe always use the guys you um you know should use you yeah. use the guys that people came to see yeah for um, sure and that is definitely the case with zambrano yeah so, we got we got that treat and i've i you know i saw tons of carl zambrano over the 2000s and the you know the the 10s or whatever and so um so yeah it was cool to see him again um, but, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I wish it would be cool to see a game where he, uh, started at DH and just see him take four, you know, at, you know, at bats, at bats. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we also saw former Cub farmhand Chesney Young. Yeah. So, um, so Cubs fans, um, if you think back not too far, not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, Jeremy. Uh, uh, so he was drafted. I'm, I got his baseball reference okay. here. He was drafted uh, by the Cubs in the 14th round of the 2014 MLB draft. So not yeah. too long ago. No, no, no. And like this is a guy who was like mentioned a lot in trade rumors. You know, in 2015, 2016, I suppose maybe even. Um, but uh, but yeah, he kind of just like kind of. I mean, they released him at some point. It looks like in twenty seven. No, he was in. He was with them in twenty eighteen. Yeah, he played even. with the Iowa Cubs in twenty eighteen. Jeremy he played eighty one games for the Iowa Cubs yeah. in twenty eighteen. Wow! And he hit two sixty six. That doesn't seem like enough to like totally cut bait. No, I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, Though he did have no home runs. Was he playing strictly second base, third base, and short? Yeah. I feel like maybe you'd want a little more pop from the guy for that. But uh, he even uh, got in a left field there for some y- Iowa Cubs games. Yeah, but uh, Jeremy, uh, like you said, two sixty six average. Like he was, he was holding his own at Triple A, which yeah. is the highest minor league level. Yeah. So, like you said, yeah, it's strange that he would be cut bait and being playing fucking independent ball this year yeah it's odd but um but but yeah a guy who was like i think even like like labeled as untouchable in some like in some like trade trade talks and like you know just a few years ago but um but yeah like starting at uh third base for the uh, saint paul saints in the uh i think it was the first inning um 
He like he like fielded three straight yeah, five he, three ground outs. He fielded outs. three straight five three ground outs and looked good doing it too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, maybe a guy who might get uh, you know another his contract crack. bought. Yeah, yeah. Um, at it, but um, but yeah. So but uh, not uh, you know. I don't know. Just not no longer Cubs property. Um, the leadoff guy for the uh, for the uh, St. Paul Saints was was his name Dan Modal. Dan Modal, yeah. Yeah, M O T L. What Jack? When they announced him, I thought his name was Modem. <laughs> like a modem. So I was wondering if it was like dial up or broadband modem. Yeah, right. Uh, but it was Modal, um, which uh, I feel like he's he he needs to buy a vowel. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so. Um, that, you know, just just a baseball name, really. Yeah. Um, the guy who came in to relieve uh, Carlos Zambrano for the Chicago Dogs, was it Casey Crosby? Yeah, Casey Crosby. Uh, he looked good, Jeremy. He's from Elburn, Illinois. Okay. Uh, he's six. Know. He's six. Yeah. You know Elburn? I know of Elburn, Illinois. It's out by uh, Aurora and uh, Naperville. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Batavia. Yeah. He's six five two thirty, and he was uh, aside from Zambrano. Uh, oh, and DJ Snelton, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he was the only guy uh, on the uh, roster for the Dogs who had Major League service time. Yeah, lefty. Yeah, he, lefty. he had pitched, uh, I think I looked up his baseball reference here, I mean, he had pitched 12 innings for the uh, Detroit Tigers back in 2012. But okay. he looked good. He was throwing about 94 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, he was a lefty. Um, yeah, he uh, he was he looked a lot better than Zambrano. I'll say that. Yeah, it's weird, and he he, he got he got out of that inning too uh, without allowing any more runs. He did. Um, but uh, yeah, it's weird to think about like especially a lefty like who like you know I mean he's going he's go, going on thirty one I guess yeah. according to his birthday. So like um, but like you know for lefty lefties tend to hang around a lot of, long time in the in the in the in professional baseball. It's hard to think of like these guys. Being uh, bad enough to like drop down to independent ball, but uh, here he is. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, Jeremy, I uh, I wonder because like the guy the guy looked good, um, yeah. and so I wonder if it's more because he was throwing hard. He was probably out of any of the pitchers we saw that uh, tonight. He was throwing the hardest out of any of them, and I, I wonder if it's more like the uh, the independent league hitters just can't catch up to uh, to the speed that he's throwing at. Yeah. But if he if he moved up. A level, um, you know, those hitters would be able to catch up to that, and that's why he's not successful. Because yeah, honestly, true. like he he looked good enough to be an affiliated ball. You know, Christ, I would I would be willing to roll him out there for an inning for the Brewers and yeah. see what he could do at this point. Yeah, maybe he's better than Drew Pomeroy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Um, um, yeah. yeah, but moving on uh, to the uh, dogs at first base um, was uh, Keon Barnum. Ke- yeah, yeah, Keon Keon Barnum. Was I calling him Keon Burnham, like Don Burnham? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's Barnum, like yeah. Barnum and Bailey, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, Barnum and, and, and Keon, as in Keon Broxton. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. separate this guy from Keon Broxton when yeah. I was watching. Uh, He's a combination know. of a uh, light hitting, uh, speedy center fielder and a uh, circus uh, <laughs> owner. Yeah, but, yeah um, both of which both of which have like been been shut out of their respective like uh, professions. Yeah. you know Barnum and Bailey's no longer operating, and yeah. uh, Keon Broxton. I don't know if he's in the majors anymore. No, I um, think he is, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Barnum is. Uh, yeah, he's having a good year. I think he, two, 20 home runs, sixty five RBIs coming into the game. Yeah, big, and he was hitting like three thirty. Big dude. Uh, yeah. He wears number thirty four. Kind of resembles Big Poppy. Kind of resembles Big Poppy. I remember, you know more yeah. modern comparison for me would be like Kenneth Vargas. 
Yeah. Uh, another guy who's probably playing independent ball right now. Yeah. Less bullet holes than than uh, than Ortiz has. <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. But he was with the White Sox uh, organization as of as of last year. Yeah. Too, it right? looks like he was at Double A Bur- Birmingham last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. On the same team as probably Dylan Cease and Eloy. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of those guys. So he was on a good team. Birmingham Barons. Yeah, Birmingham Barons. Oh, he's also got uh, you know, Keon Barnum, also kind of like a, a Josh Bell build, I think would be a good I mean six four, two fifty. Yeah. yeah, that's probably Josh Bell's measurement. A little right more barrel chested, I would say. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. big guy, big guy. Um um so yeah, that was cool to see him. Uh Victor Roach. Yeah, Victor Roach, he uh, uh from Ypsilant. Is that how you say that, Jeremy? Ips- Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti. It's Ypsilanti, Michigan. Yeah. yeah, he was uh he was in triple A for uh looks like Memphis, um uh which you said was the cards. I believe it's the Memphis Redbirds, yeah. Yeah, the Memphis Redbirds. He uh he hit a home run and had three RBIs, player of the game. Uh he, he it was like his sixteenth home run of the year. Um uh Jeremy, the numbers are gaudy for these for these players. They're all hitting three hundred. Yeah, speak on that really quick. I want to look up Victor Roach because I yeah. was to, I, I want to see if he was on the team that I saw last year against Zach Gallen. Oh, oh, did they play the Memphis Redbirds? They did, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, um so uh so so yeah, the the numbers for all of these guys were gaudy, you know. You had guys pretty much everybody every single guy on the roster for the uh the Dogs was hitting 300. Yeah. Um Jeremy and I were speculating if it was just bad pitching. Yeah, I know exactly. This again to see like what kind of pitchers would drop down out of affiliated ball to to independent and maybe maybe that's kind of it um so like yeah the batters like you know they're maybe it's harder to 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 crack in and so maybe they were uh, a little stronger and just kind of beating around uh the the independent ball pitching uh the the field the stadium the walls were a little like they're about maybe 10 feet more shallow than like you normally find in a stadium but they did account for center field they had like a bigger like a wall not quite a green monster but they had like an extended height wall in center field to kind of mitigate some home runs i guess but uh but um i don't know there were yeah there were inflated numbers for sure and uh, they numbers that would make the 2019 uh baseball uh mlb numbers with the juiced ball seem um, modest i would guess <laughs> yeah yeah which yeah. is saying a lot yeah was victor roach on that team uh, only for five games so i would okay. speculate that he was probably he was not not in the i game didn't see one saw. of those five games yeah yet, yeah but, yeah but um, yeah uh but but yeah he so he, he gave a post-game interview yeah he did um so so i think i think uh nikki asked him uh so how do you feel uh you know about this homestand uh yeah. how did it feel to get a win and he's like yeah, it felt good. But like when I was watching the when I was watching the video of it, like the 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 words were not synced up with like their mouths. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was, it was like it was really bit. hard to follow like what they were saying. Well, did he say anything but that sentence? Like I feel like he said that, and then she's like, "All right, and make sure to come back tomorrow because it's this and this and that." Yeah. Like I was in the bathroom when this happened, Jack. So like. Was he just standing there while she was like plugging the stuff for the rest of the homestand or something? Yeah, yeah. So she's like, "Yeah." Awkward. So how does it feel? And then he literally just said that one sentence. He's, yeah, yeah. It felt really good to help my team. And then yeah. like that was it. Yeah, that's what I heard in the in the in the in the bathroom. And I'm like, "That's it." And it's like, is he just standing there like some dope? Like like while she like talks about like you know dollar like french fries or something like yeah. on sunday uh, afternoon or whatever but yep. uh, but yeah um okay so uh real quick a couple more things um the coach uh, yeah. the manager for the uh chicago dogs is former major league player jack a guy from before both of our times yeah 
but uh, Butch Hobson. Butch Hobson, yeah, he yeah. was the he was the the starting third baseman for the uh, Red Sox in the uh, 70s. I think his first year, his first rookie year was maybe 1976, okay. although he had a cup of coffee in 75, which was uh, the year the uh, Red Sox played the Reds in the World Series. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he actually had a year, I think it was 77, Jeremy, he hit 30 home runs and drove in 112 runs, hitting 265. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he actually had some productive years. He was a legit player yeah. for a little while. And uh, Jeremy, he actually managed the Red Sox from 1992 to 1994. So he managed... A major league team, which is a which is a, a BFD. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure why the hell he's in independent ball right now. Yeah, me neither. He's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'm like, is he from like you know uh, uh, Norwich, Illinois, or something? Yeah. Or like uh, whatever Downers, whatever Downers Grove, uh, M- M- Mount Prospect. <laughs> I don't know, but he, no, he's from Alabama, so I don't know why he. Yeah, has to be I, in I think the answer, Jeremy, Chicago. is that you know some of these guys are just lifers. It's just baseball. Yeah. It's it's all they it's all they know how to do, and yeah. that's definitely uh, Butch Hobson for you. Yeah, he had, sure. he had a heated a heated moment with one of the umpires um, uh, in today's game. Yeah, uh, sort of shortly after Zambrano was removed, I almost kind of wonder if he did that to like make. Zambrano look a little more justified yeah, throwing right. two straight walks. Yeah. Um because uh, he was arguing balls and strikes with the home plate up. Yeah, yeah. He was he was just as much of a hothead as ever. Like the, after the home run they threw the ball back to him and he like he barehanded it and like kinda like swiped at it in yep. the air and like looked pretty pissed. After he came out of the game, Zambrano was also like gesturing like like in the dugout like he was pissed about something. Then he came up to the top step and I was saying like if Casey Crosby got squeezed at all. Zambrano was going to get run from the game. Yeah. Didn't end up happening. No, but. no. Hoping for a little drama and it didn't happen. But, yeah, but, yeah Butch Hobson, uh, legit uh, legit MLB uh, man, uh, was the manager for the dog. So it's cool yeah. for him uh, uh, that we saw him. Also, Kerry Leitenberg, Jeremy, um, <laughs> yeah. was the pitching coach for the St. Paul Saints. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty interesting. Jack, I saw Kerry Leitenberg. Um, well, when I went to the... Uh, the Toronto Stadium, uh, Sky Dome, um, in like nineteen or like in two thousand or whatever, uh, there was like a giveaway for like this Kerry Lightenberg like Pez dispenser type thing. It didn't give out Pez's, but it did these little round candies. Uh, they looked like uh, uh, I forgot what those sixlets. They looked like sixlets. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I never opened it. It was like sealed and like it was like it looked like a basically a Kerry Lightenberg Pez dispenser and and at that time i was i think again that was like in my dark time of baseball and like i didn't really know carrie lightenberg too close and i'm like this guy must be good if they're making a pez dispenser of him yeah yeah yeah. he had some good years with the braves so yeah uh, yeah, carrie lightenberg also still hanging around yeah um yeah so jeremy i think that's gonna do it for our chicago dogs episode yeah 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 it was uh definitely nice to get out to a new ballpark and that's a good point check that it was it was one of the rare times that like it was a new uh, park for both of us. Yeah, neither yeah. of us had been to before, so it was cool. Let's let you know. Hopefully, we can get a couple more of those in this season. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, this one this was a nice one to, to get out to, and it's been one of the we've been meaning to do for a long time. Um. Uh, for you know since we started the podcast. Um. So it was cool to to get out to one finally. It was. Um. And so we're gonna have another episode uh, for you next week. We're not sure what we're gonna do yet. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll be here. So, uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we will see you next time. Jack, let's get down to Lollapalooza. <laughs>